Hello, and welcome to Eastgate Community Church. We are so glad you've joined us to listen to this message from our weekend encounter. We pray you are encouraged by what you are about to hear. Well, um, I was in Florida last week and excited to be back. It's, um, you know, it's really cool when you get to go out of town and, 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 and come back in and, and you know, there's, there's, a, there's a saying that absence makes the heart grow fonder. And I, I believe that that's true in an essence where uh, sometimes you, you need to get, go out to get kind of an outside perspective of some things. And, and um, I feel like the Lord did that. And, um, and so I'm excited about what the Lord is doing um, in our midst and uh, what he's doing in our lives and the opportunities that we have with him. So uh, I'm going to just tonight just kind of share a word out of, out of Acts chapter 3. If you guys want to turn there, this is going to be kind of a um, tied to Dan and Sarah, but also make it applicable to, um, you know, what the Lord would be saying to us um, out of this chapter and what, you know, the book of Acts, one of my spiritual first spiritual fathers I ever had. He always says the book of Acts was the book of actions, um, you know, and, and getting out there and seeing, you know, the cause of God, you know, where there's a cause, what follows an effect. Right. There's a knowing him is to make him known. Knowing him is the, is, is the cause and making him known is the effect. You can't separate the two. When you know him, you will make him known. When you know the cause, there will be an effect. David said this. Is there not a cause? Right. And there's a there's a cause in heaven right now that's crying out for the earth to be filled with the knowledge and the glory of Jesus. And it's calling us to know who know him. It's causing us to make him known. It's causing us to know who we are in Christ, to know our identity, to know we're sons, to know everything we have. You know, I was at um, I was at Starbucks today, and we were we were just meeting, and and I just felt the tugging of the Lord just say, "Hey, there's a there's a table of 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 girls over here, and they're they're pretty young." And I felt the Lord just kind of move me to go over there, and and so I went over there and began to uh, minister to one of the girls, and it opened up the entire table, and then it was it was just. Boom, 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 boom. The Lord was just encouraging them. And on the way out, uh, one of them gets up and they come to me and they say, listen, we, we, we want to ask you some questions. Do you, or do you have time? And I'm like, well, of course I have time. So went back in and, and we, we sat down and we, and we just talked and we got, to, we got to just open up things and just encourage them and just talk about the journey and talk about um, what the Lord's doing in their life and what he wants to do. And um, you know, and I told him, I said, you don't know how much this encourages me because for, for, you know, I didn't tell them this, but for, for a couple years, we prayed over every one of these schools, every one of them. And the ones that, that the, that the, the burden of the Lord was the strongest was the high schools that the Lord would, would, would prepare these high school kids to meet with the Lord. And, and so I was greatly encouraged um, by that and, and by what the, but the, what the Lord did in, in that, in that place and, um, and just how he's drawing them. And, uh, again, I think you're going to see that kind of in Acts chapter three. Um, I, I believe this is what, you know, this is a, this is a picture of what the Lord's doing in the earth. So if you guys, uh, if you're open there, turn there, we'll start reading and I'm just going to read the whole, uh, the whole chapter and then come down and just break this, break this thing down. It says, uh, now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, 
to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I, gave, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he leaping up, stood and walked and, and entered the temple with him, walking, leaping, and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement. Everyone say wonder and amazement. Wonder. At what happened to him. Now, at this, now at the, at the, as the lame man who was healed held on to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them in the porch, which is called Solomon's, greatly amazed. So when Peter saw it, he responded to the people, Men of Israel, why do you marvel at this, or why look so intently at us, as though by our own power or godliness we made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate, when he was determined to let him go. But you denied the Holy One and the just, and asked for a murderer to be granted. He's talking about Barabbas. And killed the prince of life, whom God raised from the dead, of which we are witnesses. And his name, though through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Everyone say perfect soundness. Come on, we can do better than that. Perfect soundness. Yet now, brethren, I know that you did it in ignorance, as did also your rulers, but those things which God foretold by the mouth of all his prophets and the Christ would suffer. He has thus fulfilled. Repent, therefore, and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. And that he may send Jesus Christ, who was preached to you before, whom heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. Amen. We'll stop there. So a couple, uh, a few years ago, my wife and I, we did a, we did a missions trip and it was a missions trip to the Dominican Republic. Everybody know what the Dominican Republic is? Um, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's an island. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's actually attached to Haiti. Come on. Yeah. Hey, say Haiti. Say Haiti. Haiti. Hey, there you go. He says it so good. But, um, but yeah, so we took a, we took a team there, um, and we did a youth camp uh, retreat. We were connected with some missionaries uh, that were part of, the, part of the church that we were attending. And, um, and before we left, um, a guy that normally does not give words or, or prophecy or anything like that, this was kind of out of the norm for him. Um, yeah, you guys, Sarah and, and Kelly, you know him. And um, he came up and he said, I just see people getting out of wheelchairs. And they prayed over us, and they sent us out, and and, uh, and 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 so we get to the Dominican Republic, and where we land, I believe it was in. I'm I'm wanting to think it was Santiago, uh, and and the the pastor's like, we're gonna take you somewhere to eat, 
And when they said, we're going to take you somewhere to eat, they take us to this like downtown area. And there's like this nice restaurant on the corner. And I'm thinking, we're going to go to the nice restaurant on the corner. This is going to be amazing. And instead of doing that, they take a ride. And we end up having like this um, early dinner in this parking lot that's grass is growing. It was, and there's like these taco trucks, you know. And I'm like, I'd rather go over there. Honestly, I didn't say this. But that's, that's really what, my, what was in my heart. And so we sit down and they're, and they're, they're making these Dominican Re Republic burgers for us. I'm telling you what, they're, they're like a Cuban style burger, really, really good. And um, began to eat it. And this man, while we're eating, this man comes up to us in a wheelchair and um, he's with his son. And he begins to preach the gospel to us. Yes. God begins to preach the gospel to us. And as he's doing it, okay, so I, I've worked, I used to do some ministry to the homeless for a couple years, and I'm used to being duped. You know, I, I, my, my, my kind of thing goes up, and I'm like, is this person real? Is this person legit? And, um, and I honestly, I felt like the Lord said, this guy's real. He's legit. And so I sat there and, and I'm like, okay. And I got keep in mind, I knew nothing. Like it wasn't connecting with me. Like, oh, we just got a word that someone's going to get out of a wheelchair. I wasn't connecting at all. I'd forgotten about it. Okay. And so as soon as he starts talking, it starts to rain on us. Everyone starts to run and they start to run under the tents. And, and, um, and this guy's still here. And all of a sudden, I, I can't tell you why I said it, but it was obviously the spirit of the Lord. Uh, because he's asking for money. And, all, and, and the first thing I need to say was silver and gold I don't have. But what I do have in the name of Jesus Christ, get up and walk. So I said that back to him. And, and my, my team's looking at me like, what are you going to do? You know, and I'm like, we're going to pray for this guy. And so my, our, my team gets up and we go. And, and I'm like, it's kind of like one of those things when you're like, you're going to pray for me. It's like. Oh, you know, well, I'll think about you and I'll pray about it. No, no, we're going to pray for you now. And, um, and so he wheels his wheelchair over there. And guys, as I start praying, it starts raining harder. And I'm just like, okay, God is definitely in this. And uh, there's tons of people around. So I'm like, okay, what, what's the Lord going to do? So our whole team is surrounding this guy um, and some are at his feet. And we're praying. And this, I feel virtue flowing into this guy's body. And... Um, he feels it, and you can just see kind of him getting just shocked by the presence of God. And uh, this guy had not walked in years, and he had a he had some sort of debilitating disease that it ate up his muscles. So he had no he had no, just he had no butt, literally had no butt muscles. He had no strength to stand. And we began to pray for him, and 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 reached down, or reached down and pulled him out of the wheelchair. And he begins to stand up and he begins to get strength in his body as he begins to stand up. And this guy starts going, this guy starts going nuts. Like literally, like this is the full account. Like I read this and this takes me back to remind me um, what happened. So this guy's running around going, just, just praising the Lord. And people are beginning to ask what's going on, what's happening. And then that led us to, um, to uh, a couple of other uh, big tents where people were at. We began to pray for them. Some began to fall out and get slain in the spirit. And, um, you know, we, we've seen God move in, 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 in ways like that. And I, be, I believe that we're coming into a place where we're going to begin to see more of that because Paul says, I don't come in, I don't come with just words, 
right? I come in demonstrations of the, of the, of the power of the Spirit of God. And, and so when, as we break this down, I, I, obviously it's prophetic in nature, I believe, of where we are, but, but, but a calling into where we're going and, and how we're going to get there. And if, what does that mean for us? And again, I also in the context of a regional context, you know, it starts off here, and this is about a lame man healed, but I want to tell you that not God not only heals lame men, he heals lame regions. Yes. He heals lame families. He heals, he heals everything that is lame. He comes in and he resurrects it and gives resurrection life because salvation isn't just about, it's about knowing him, but it's about walking in resurrection power. It's about Acts 1a. He says, you will be my witnesses. Like a witness of what? A witness of who he is and demonstration of releasing the, the divine nature of God. I believe that, that, that he's drawing us into revealing who he is. But we are, gonna, we are going to be the sons that are going to reveal uh, who he is in the earth because the earth is groaning, right? It's groaning. Michigan is groaning for the revelation of the sons of God to come forth. And, I, you know, me and Dan were talking earlier that every region has a, has a certain DNA in it that Jesus has put there. And when you get there and you touch the region, the region begins to speak and you begin to get the burden for it. And then Paul talks about, I labor. I have to labor because there is a pain coming out. And you have to labor with that pain to give birth to the plans and the promises and the will of God. And, and God's looking for... You know, maybe you're, I want to tell you, if you're in this room tonight, you're called to a territory. Now, the influence in which that territory you're called to, it may be your family. It may be, it's, it's your workplace. It's everywhere you go. It says everywhere that your feet trod, it shall be given to you. Right? So everywhere we go, it's like Joshua taking the land. But we got to take this land first. So we start off here. With this lame man, it says, now Peter and John, they're going up together. Everyone say together. Yes. They sent them out in twos, right? It's so important that we understand that, that how, can we, how, can, how can we walk together unless we agree, right? There's a, there's a reason why they sent them out. They sent them out in agreement because have you ever ministered by yourself? And have you ever gone out with a person and you notice the difference? It's huge it, because God planned it that way. We were never supposed to minister by ourselves. We were always supposed to, you know, be going out in twos. And the Lord always, you know, he sent them out in twos. We're stronger together. You know, to find a wife and to find a husband is a good thing, right? And so God always wants us to be together. And, and so then they're, they're walking. And guys, just imagine this. This man, this man that, that he, he was lame from his birth and his mother obviously knew, knew, knew his state and she laid him daily, daily at the gate of the temple where people were going in to pray every day. Now I want to get a picture. How many people are going, you know, into church and they're lame? How many people are we passing by daily and they're lame? They, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's not someone's, if someone doesn't know they're lame, it can't hold it against them that they're lame, right? But what's the solution? 
the solution is Peter and John. Peter and John had been at the mountain. They were they were they saw the Lord glorified. They saw him transfigured right before their eyes. And then they began to say, what are we going to do now? We're going to build a temple. And the Lord says, no, no, you're not going to build a temple. I need you to be quiet. I need you to listen. I, I'm going to show you things. I'm going to reveal things. You know, they never knew that that encounter then was going to be the reality of God pouring out his spirit and that they were going to be the solution to his message and witnesses and going in all the earth, preaching the gospel and proclaiming the good news with demonstrations. Right. So they find themselves here after the spirit is poured out. The church is growing in Acts chapter two. It is multiplying. You know why it's multiplying? Because God is on the move because because there's a moving of the spirit of God. Now, there's three substances to the moving of the Spirit of God. You might want to write this down. Dreams, visions, and prophecy. Where you don't have dreams and you don't have prophecy and you don't have vision, the Spirit of God is not moving. Like, the Bible says, I will pour out my Spirit. And they're gonna, you're going to have dreams. You're going to have visions. And there's going to be a, a prophetic utterance going forth. The Spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. It's, it's, it's His presence coming in. It's, and is it, is it interesting? They were on their way... To prayer. Peter and John are just going to go in. They're just they're just doing what they know to do. They're just they're going in and they're being intimate with God. It's not like they went on an intentional outreach. They were just walking. They were doing life, and all of a sudden, the Spirit of God began to speak to them. And and boldness. Have you ever had a moment when boldness just fell on your shoulders, and you couldn't do anything but respond? And yeah, there was some fear, but it was like it wasn't the presence of fear that was saying You're, you can't do this. It was the presence of fear that said the boldness that kept us kept them going over and accomplishing what the Lord wanted to do. And this guy's asking for money. How many people, guys, are we are going around and they're asking for money? Their hope is in money. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. People's hope being in profit. They're just asking for alms. They're asking for people to give them a handout. When, when, when Peter, and John, Peter and John, they're just coming, uh, they're just coming to give a hand up, but a hand up to actually walk, to actually come out of being lame, to have life. I mean, this is a, this was a notable miracle. Everybody believe that, yeah. right? Everyone knew he was lame, and the fact of the matter is, we have to believe that John fourteen twelve is true, that we're called to do the same things and greater things, right? And so I pray that this stirs up your, your faith today to believe God for, uh, for, for divine power from on high to be a witness. And so Jane, John and Peter, they're going into the temple and this man's asking for alms. And look at this. They fix their eyes on him. With John and Peter, Peter says this, look at us. Look at us. We are, we are a mirror. We're looking into the mirror with an unveiled face. People, when they look at us, should see Christ. They should see that the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, it's about the righteousness in the inward parts. He, the Spirit of God lives on the inside of us. He's transforming us. He's changing us. We're going from glory to glory, faith to faith, strength to strength. We are not the same people. Every day we're being transformed and changed where we can say this. Listen, this is not arrogance to say, look at me. They said it, right? And if they said, there's this, 
There's this lie in church, and there's this belief that says, if I say this, I'm glorifying myself. No, Christ is inside of you. He lives inside of you. For you to be a Christian means you're Christ-like. It means that it's about Him. It's not about us. I believe some of us are so afraid of stealing glory from God. When God says, I want to glorify myself through you. And just when I move mightily, just give it back to me. Right? Just let the glory come through. Let me work. And when it comes back to you, don't receive the praise of man. Just give it back. Just the gate for it to come out, for it to come back in. It's like the water just comes out. It comes in. The tides roll in. It rolls out. It rolls in. It rolls out. It's all about him anyways, right? And let me just go ahead and tell you something. I've seen miracles when... It wasn't all about him in my life. Now, what does that mean? I don't know. I'm just going to tell you my heart wasn't fully right. And, but God did it anyways. He's not going to wait until you're, you've got it all together for him to move. He's probably going to move when you don't have it all together so you can realize that he, that he, that he really is God. And he's going to use you despite of what you think about yourself. Hello. So he says silver and gold. Well, he says this. He says, look at us. So this gives us permission, guys. This gives you permission when the devil comes and say, who are you? Look at Jesus. And look at people. Love God. Love your neighbor. It's, 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 you become the image of love. So he doesn't, he's not embarrassed or he's not, he doesn't say it a bad thing for us to say, when you see me, you see Christ. Because he lives inside of me. And I'm one with him. And so he gave, his, his, he gave them his attention. Now notice, it doesn't say he gave God his attention. It says he gave them his attention. Now I'm trying to go after something here. It, 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 this is not about man. This is about God. But where does God reside? In you. He said, the, the Lord said, uh, David saw this. He said, the, the, the Lord said to my Lord, um, about making your, I will make your enemies your footstool. The Lord said, so David sees the Lord and, and he's having this conversation. He's seeing this. Basically what it is, is that you and I are going to make the earth his footstool. You and I, as we walk out this truth of knowing who he is, like Peter and John did, we're going to wake up. We're going to wake other people up. We're going to wake regions up. And people are going to come to the brightness of his rising. Who are they going to look at? They're going to look at you. They're going to look at you. And you better know when they're looking at you, they're looking at him. And the only way you're going to know that they're looking at him is, is when you are just, you're just gazing upon him. It's all about him, right? It's all about, it's all about intimacy with him. And then they say, silver and gold, listen, I don't have anything to give you. When we come to this place, and as we come to this place, we have nothing to give. We are nothing without him. Come on. Nothing. Right. You want to know what it means to grow in Christ? It means that you realize apart from him, you can do nothing. And as you grow in Christ, he brings you to a place of just realizing, like, some people, like, uh, not some people, everybody that I've met that grows in Christ, when the Lord begins to touch their life, there's things that they could do today that they won't be able to do tomorrow. He takes their confidence. He takes their strength. He takes their gifts. He takes it all and he throws it down on the ground to come to the realization that to grow in him is to be more dependent upon him. 
I know people that are going through brokenness and they can't even go to the grocery store right now. They're like, they don't know what to do. It's like they're around too many people. They're being, they're, it's just too much. Because the Lord is doing deep heart surgery in their life because they asked, they said, I want to know you. I want to know you. And when we think the expectation is, I want to know you, therefore to know you is I'm going to be going out and doing all this stuff. God has a much different plan. Usually he says, you're not going to do anything. You're going to sit in a room. You're going to know what it means to live a broken life. I'm going to touch your life. And I'm going to show you that of your great need that you have for me. And that's where you're going to fall and head over heels in love with the, with the maker and the redeemer of your soul. That way you, have, you realize you have nothing to give other than him, which is the greatest gift right ever, right? Right? So what would it look like to walk into a place tomorrow or the next day and say, I have nothing to give anyone in this place but Jesus? Jesus, what do you want to give this person in this place? What's your heart for these people? Well, you know, I believe that's the lifestyle that we're called to live. Divine appointments every day. The Spirit of God moving in and out of our life. And it's intoxicating because you see God just wrecking people while He's wrecking you. While you're just moving about His heart. So He gave them His attention. Expecting to receive something from them. Oh man, was He in for a surprise. Do you think He was expecting to receive that? No, He wasn't. He took him by the right hand and he lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. You know, the thing that the thing about this is when you how many people in here believe you have a gift of faith? Well, a gift of faith is actually it's a gift of the Holy Spirit. Everyone, everyone, it's by faith that we're saved through grace, right? That that that's different faith. Faith is divine persuasion. So you say, what, what is faith? Faith means you are divinely persuaded that he is who he says he is. When you believe the truth, you have faith, which is a substance of things unseen, meaning that that truth may not be a reality in your life right then and there as far as the substance, but the evidence is you are divinely persuaded that it is true and, that, and it has to become a substance in your life, right? So in order, in order to begin to move into salvation, we have to have faith. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. Yeah. Okay? But the gift of faith that the Bible talks about, I believe it's in Romans 12 or 1 Corinthians 12, that is actually for the working of miracles. And, and I believe this, that God gives, he gives out his gifts. And it's a gift of the Holy Spirit. And I believe if you don't believe you have it, you can ask for it. Yeah. And God will not withhold it from you. And, and the gift of faith will manifest itself in boldness. I believe the Lord wants to raise up a bold company that, listen, it's just whatever. I don't care. Like, I'm going for it. I'm all in, right? They, they had to go all in to see. If you want to see notable miracles, guess what? You're going to have to go all in. You're going to have to step out. And, you, and the, the greatest fear that you're going to have to confront is what if this person does not get healed? Right. Well, what if they do? What if they do? Most people, you're 100% because you've never prayed for anybody. 100% wrong. 100% not seeing it. If you don't pray for anybody, you'll never see it. That's right. Right? I, I, 
There's been times I prayed for people and I saw, I felt the virtue flowing. They didn't get healed. There's been times I prayed for people. I didn't feel the virtue. They got healed. I've tried to put a rhythm around it. I've tried to put a box around it. I've tried. It, it just has to be God. But ultimately the Lord said, all you have to do is pray the prayer of faith. All you have, that's all, that's our only responsibility, right? So why am I saying this? To encourage you. God's going to put sick people around you. God's going to put people around you. And, and it's, it's the faith. It's the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous person, the man and woman that's going to avail much. And when, and when something happens, when something shifts, guess what? A notable miracle will, will draw the crowd. A notable miracle will reveal to people that are legalistic, that do not know God. They, they do. And guess what? They're going to get offended. But that's the open door to their hearts actually really coming to know him. Do you know how God is going to throw a pebble in the pond of a religious church? He's going to start healing people. He's going to start raising up bold people that are, that are not going to turn away, that are going to pray. And God is going to move. And these are going to be uneducated men that have been with Jesus. And they're just going to, God's just going to show up. He's going to, his favor is going to be on their life. And he's going to answer because they've heard his cry and they've said yes. And they're coming out of the wilderness, leaning on their beloved. And people are going to be healed. They're going to be saved. They're going to be delivered. There's going to be power to cast out demons. There's going to be power to heal the sick. Right? This is the gospel. This is not high level. This is elementary that we have access to. That, 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 that is happening here. There's a divine flow. And I believe he took him by the right hand because we have to use the right hand. That's kind of a play on words. Right? The right hand. Put your right hand in. Put your right hand out. Put your right hand in. Shake it all about. Do the hokey pokey. Yeah. And so he leaped up, he stood, and he walked. Come on. He leaped up, he stood, and he walked. And guess where did he go? Oh, you better believe he's going into the temple. You better believe he's going into the church, and he's going to start testifying to the people of God. Like, these guys should believe this, but they don't. But this is a guy, you know, you can never talk somebody out of that has had an experience that's why I share your testimony no one can refute it no one can refute my testimony you're not talking me out of anything I don't have head knowledge I have experiential I've had I have encounters I have revelation I walk with God you're not talking me out of anything if anything more or less is a setup for you right for God for God to move and so I I I, I just believe that that we're coming into a, a place where the faith is going to leap up in us. It's going to stand and our faith is going to walk and we're going to see the lame touch. Mm-hmm. That, that all the people are going to see uh, not only us walking, uh, walking without, with, without, without being lame. And, and they saw this man that they saw every day. Every day. Now imagine if you go to church every day and you saw a man in a wheelchair at the door. And one day he was out of the wheelchair. What's going to happen? A notable miracle. No one can refute that. Then they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with what? What were they filled with? Wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. This brings signs and wonders are signs that make you wonder. It, it's 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 a it's an open door. It's a 
it brings a question mark before people to actually say, wow, I've never seen God like this before. And I don't want to, I don't want to, signs and wonders, guys, there are realms of signs and wonders that all of us can walk in that, that may not be healing. You know, there's, there's, there's so much more. I mean, there's healing, there's deliverance, there's, there's all sorts of, of divine releases where heaven opens up and heaven comes through us and, and, and something material, something of the divine nature comes out of us and it is unexplainable. And in that person, which that happens to, they're wrecked. They will never forget that, that moment of, of encounter, that moment of divine convergence, that moment you just made a moment in their life, an eternal moment where you stepped out in faith and you did something. And God, I believe this. I believe even if you miss it, even if you do something and you like, I don't even have the right heart, I believe God will honor it. I believe that, that he will, he, uh, he'll come behind you and he will honor your faith. But we have to be willing to step out. We have to be willing to, to step over our fears. We have to be willing to say, I am divinely persuaded. And I, I, you know, I want to pray tonight before we leave here that there would be a stirring of something in your spirit, man, where your spirit, we would learn to live there and respond. I believe the Lord's raising up a company of first responders that aren't going to wait, but they're just going to go. Like nine one one, people are people are they're hungry. They they're in a, they're in an emergency and they need they need they need emergency they know not of, which is Jesus. And many of these people probably hate God because they have a perception about Him that He's not. What's going to change their mind? A sign and a wonder. So we talked about they were going up. Peter and John were going up together. Now in verse eleven. The lame man is is he's healed. Um, he's holding on to Peter and John and all the people. Now it says the people ran together. Do you see? Do you see this? The twos are together. They're 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 working together. God is moving, and such a such a miracle, such a movement that happens. Now the people are running together. We need influence to to get this message right. The Lord is, 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 what is influence? Influence is the favor of God coming to get you in a place to get a crowd for his glory so they can be touched by him. We grow in favor. We grow in influence with God, but we grow with God first and man. I want to tell you, you need influence with man in this room, but it's only going to come one way. It's only going to come by having found it with God. And as you get it with God, God will increase it with man. And the people come and they run together. And it says they were greatly amazed. Greatly amazed. There's all there's wonder, there's amazement going on here. And then and then Peter begins to now listen. Now Peter begins to preach. Now Peter has an open door to preach into. What does he preach? He said, he responded to the people, men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Why look so intently at us as though by our own, own power or godliness we have made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate when he is determined to let him go. But you denied the Holy One and the just and asked for a murder to be granted to you. Now look, look at this. We are in a day where there were three men there that, that they could have had Barabbas or Jesus. 
Now, who did they want to release? They didn't want Jesus to release. They asked for Barabbas. Barabbas was a murderer. And we live in a, we live in a day and an age right now. If you put Jesus and Barabbas, guess what the world's going to ask for to be free? Barabbas. Right? It hasn't changed. Nothing's changed. This word is still the reality that we choose Jesus. The world is still choosing Barabbas. The world is, that's the way the world works. And you know, why should we expect the world to think any differently? But, but in that, God is divinely moving. He's divinely moving in, strategically opening doors and connections so that we can preach this gospel. So that we can say, ultimately, what's this about? Pointing it right back to Jesus to say, listen, God is drawing you. This is about him. You crucified him. You need to repent, right? Repent and turn to him. And, and, and I love this in verse 16. He says, and his name and his name through faith in his name has made this man strong whom you see and know. You, it's like, you can't question this, right? Long gone are the days of trying to talk people intellectually into following Jesus. Yep. It's not going to work. Yep. You can't appeal to the mind. That's right. That's right. Appeal to the spirit, yep. right? Walking in the spirit, moving in the spirit, using the tools that we have in the spirit. Guys, we have massive weapons in the spirit that we, we, we're learning how to use them. Gifts of healing, gifts of deliverance. If, if these two begin to move in the gifts and callings of God in their life and their high school, they'll turn it upside down. They'll turn it upside down. And when we begin to move in the giftings and callings of God, there's nothing else we want to do. Out of knowing who we are, calling people into their destiny, calling them out of darkness into light, calling them into the great exchange, which is the gospel, which is goodness. The faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. How many think that this region needs perfect soundness? I think Michigan needs perfect soundness. Right? In the presence of of you all. I want to finish here. It says, Yet now, brethren, I know that you did it in ignorance, as did also your rulers. But those things which God foretold by the mouth of all his prophets, that Christ would suffer, he has thus fulfilled. Here's the message. Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. And that he may send Jesus Christ, who was preached to you before, whom heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of his holy prophets since the world began. Now, this is a mouthful. You ask, why is this a mouthful? Why? Because we want the refreshing, right? Revival, refreshing, cleansing. It's only going to come through repentance. Right. It's only going to come from turning and turning to God, doing a, doing a 180 and going in, going in a different direction. Right? This is, this is the Lord challenging the culture of the day by sending in two apostolic messengers that laid their hands on a man, called him out of a wheelchair. He went into the temple and he began to stir up chaos began to challenge the culture and the traditions of man. And as they did that, 
people began to ask questions. They were they were in awe. They were marvel. They were they were greatly perplexed. It kind of sounds like the book of that. It kind of sounds like the upper room where where God began to release a new language, and people didn't understand it. But some there was a dividing line. Some people some people said this is good. Some people and then some people got offended. Right? Don't be surprised. And the Lord begins to raise up people, and they begin to draw a line in the sand. And you know you can't you can't you can't determine who's going to be on that side. You you just have to be faithful. Let the Lord do what He does. Let Him draw the line in the sand, <clears throat> and preach the message. And the message of repentance is, you know, it's the love of God. Yes. It's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. If we need to hear anything, any message today, it is the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. Yes. Right? So that our sins can be blotted out. So times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. And that He may send Jesus Christ who has preached to you before, whom heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things. Uh, well, why don't you come help me out? Close. You know, I, one of the things that, that the Lord is restoring um, He's reconciling us. He's, he's reviving us. He's restoring us. You guys want to stand? Just want to pray that the Lord just releases a gift of faith to you guys. Gift of faith to just to act, to respond to your surrounding. To know that you know, it's Christ in you. You know, to know Him is to make Him known. And if you never step out, you'll never know. You know these were uneducated men that had been with Jesus, and He taught them how to get out of the boat. They didn't have it all together. They just... You know, and at times he rebuked them because he said, Oh, you have little faith. Do, do you not understand? But Lord, I thank you that, Lord, it's that same faith today in Jesus Christ. It's that same divine persuasion that we are called to do greater things, the same things and greater things. And Lord, as we tonight, we, you just say that you live in us. Lord, let this region and let the region of Michigan see that see us when they look at look at us. But let them see you. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus. Father, that there would be repentance, that there would be sins that would be blotted out, but there would be times of refreshing that would come from the presence of the Lord. Lord, just release grace all throughout this room tonight to encounter you to see you transfigured and in their everyday reality Lord to keep their eyes open that their spirit would be attentive as you lead them to that man begging for alms Lord there is a there is a generation begging begging for an encounter with you Lord may we be faithful to reach out our hand and to say, silver and gold we don't have, 
But what we do have, we give you. Lord, let us not rob your people. Let us not rob your inheritance. Let us not be robbed of our place before you. But out of our place for you, Lord, let us call forth those out of that wheelchair, out of that being lame, out of being dead and dry. And just pull them right into the heart of a father that touches them, that heals them, that restores them. Lord, I declare that there will be great miracles, notable miracles happen over Dan and Sarah Chambers, over this community, over every person, Father, that calls upon the name of the Lord. And as people go into the sanctuary and the temple, as they praise you, as they give you all, as they come into wonder and amazement, let it always be known that it's all about you. It's not about a man. It's about the man. Lord, we just strip off every religious garment that seeks to study you but not know you. Lord, God, I pray that there would be an enlightenment and the revelation, the wisdom and knowledge of who you are and a burden that would never let us go. If you're around somebody, just put your hands on them. Just begin to pray over them. Just pray for the faith, just the faith of God just to rise in them, just for boldness to declare forth your word. God, I thank you that you're reforming what it means to be a preacher, to proclaim and herald your word. I thank you for heralds in this room. It'll be like the 55th Airborne Division, just dropping out of planes. When the Lord says, jump, jump. Just watch your chute open up and watch you land. Watch the glory of the Lord. So we just speak life. We speak hope. I speak to faith in the room that's been buried. Gifts that have been buried, Lord, that they would be dug up and put back on. There would be no riches that would be buried Thank you for an awareness. Even tomorrow, as many of you have opportunities to pray for people, that you're going to step over the threshold and watch, watch God move. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, come on, who wants to step out? Anybody feel like stepping out? Not tonight. I mean, of course, after you leave here, no one's going to step out. All right. Ethan is going to step out. Come on. Tomorrow, listen, ask the Lord to, to show you, and he will. And watch him move. And watch a testimony come. And watch God use it in and, and just the, the wildest way that... Um, many of our books are being written and the testimonies have not been written in them because we've not we've not just we've not just said yes to stepping out but you will amen all right god bless you guys have a good night thank you for joining us if you would like to know more about our community please visit our website at eastgate.tx.org